Hey guys, welcome back to Sarah Says, the podcast with me, Sarah, CEO, Chief Scrunchie Enthusiast over at Sockbund Studios, talking about whatever it is that's on my mind. See, you thought I wasn't coming back, didn't you? <laughs> you were like, no, she she recorded one. She said she's coming back. I've heard this before. I'll see her again next January. No, I'm here. Okay, I'm making the effort. I am here. We are coming back, and this is going to continue not just because of Christmas movies, uh, but we are back with part two-ish, completely separate, but in continuation of the previous episode, which was detailing all of the Hallmark movies. That was regular Hallmark Channel Christmas movies coming up for the 2023 season. This podcast, I will talk about the Hallmark movies and mysteries, Miracles of Christmas lineup, the Hallmark movies now... They've decided to put a couple on streaming uh, and a couple of rewatch extended versions, which honestly, I really do have to give Hallmark props on that. I mean, like, that was, (laughs) that's smart. That's smart Uh, because that app is trash. I, well, to be fair, I haven't downloaded it in a while, but the two times that I've downloaded it for something specific, it's like the weird old, old, old movies, like so old, so outdated and like Little House on the Prairie. I don't know, like just weird things on there. I'm like, no one's watching this. Um, And then we will also talk about GAC Family. I know what their lineup is. I don't know that they've announced the dates of it yet. And I did not look this up. Oh, we can also talk about Up TV. I completely, I sat down, I literally sat down, well, I grabbed my drinks and I sat down and I just hit record. So I'm doing this off the cuff. I know Up TV, I think I'm pretty sure that I read that they announced their lineup. Uh, I still don't know if Lifetime has their lineup yet. That would probably also need its own podcast because I have a feeling that they will have more movies than I can get into uh, with the length of this podcast. So anyway, let's go. We are continuing on because Christmas movies are less than a month away now, everyone. Buckle up, strap in, get ready. Ho, ho, ho. Happy follow all the holidays. It's time. Okay, let's jump right into the Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, Miracles of Christmas. This is going to start... This is new once again. Oh, okay. Well, we're starting a new podcast here. But like I said last week, you can thank me. (laughs) I'm taking full credit for this because I kept saying last year and the year before that, like, man, it's so hard when all the movies are on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, like primarily Saturday and Sunday. And more so there's like five movies on on Saturday nights. It's so hard to actually watch all of them. So Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, the people at Hallmark, I know you were listening, just <laughs> should have reached out. Um, they this year have put their Christmas movies on Thursdays at 8 p.m. And personally, I absolutely love this idea for them because outside of we still don't know what Lifetime is doing. Well, again, again, did I look to see if Lifetime announced their lineup yet? No, I will. <laughs> After this, I will. Um, but I love this because outside of knowing what Lifetime is doing, I don't really know that anyone else is going to have a Thursday movie. So this is great coverage for them. And also great for me because now 
I won't have to watch so many movies on Sunday just to catch up before the Sunday movies are on. I love this for me. Thank you so much. So Thursday, October 26th, the week after, yeah, so the week after um, Hallmark Channel starting their movies on Friday the 20th is when we will start Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. If this article doesn't stop refreshing itself and then taking me out of where I am, okay, so we're going to start with Miss Christmas Comes to Town starring Erica Durance, Brendan Elliott, and Barbara Niven. Love this lineup. Love it. A shopping channel host known as Miss Christmas, played by Barbara, receives a terminal diagnosis which inspires a multi-city excursion set to spread Christmas cheer before her farewell broadcast. Gonna cry. We all know, if you're a longtime listener of this podcast or the Christmas movies in particular, you know that I judge Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, Christmas movies, solely on if they make me cry or not. If they don't make me cry, it's not a five. If they make me cry... It's a five. Um, I'm going to cry. I will cry a lot. Okay. Um, moving on. Thursday, November 2nd, we have My Christmas Guide starring Amber Marshall and Ben Mel. After losing his eyesight, a college professor, uh, played by Ben, adopts a seeing eye dog from a guide dog trainer, played by Amber. As they all begin to spend time together, his confidence returns and his heart begins to open. Now, I don't know... Either of, yeah, I was just looking at the picture again. I don't know either of these actors. I love this storyline, though. Is it going to make me cry? Maybe. And by maybe, I mean if something really, really sweet happens with the dog. I don't know if this one's going to make me cry. I might have to adjust the criteria here. Because I love the representation. I do not know offhand if Ben is actually blind in real life. But I love the diversity of including this. And I hope they do it well. I know they just had one called like Guiding Emily that I have recorded. I haven't watched yet. Also on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Um, and that was where I believe the female character was blind and had a seeing eye dog. So I'm excited. Next, Thursday, November 9th, we have Mystery on Mistletoe Lane starring Eric Sarah and Victor Webster. Er Erica, I'm sorry. Erica Sarah. <laughs> That's like hard. And Victor Webster. New to town, Heidi Wicks and her kids discover a Christmas mystery in their historic home. Local handyman and historian David helps along the way finding his own surprising connection. I love I'm very excited. Oh, that's pictures for the next one. I was like, that's Nikki Deloge. <laughs> but I wasn't looking because I was like, wait a minute. Um, I love. I'm very excited. I love Victor Webster. I don't think I know Erica. Um, I, I love the idea of a Christmas mystery. His own surprising connection. I don't know. Again, though, do I know offhand if it's going to make me cry? No. Just based off of that, I don't know. But what was that Maple Maple Valley Christmas It with Andrew Walker and, um, shoot, I can't think of her name. Um, shoot, I can see her face uh, from last year. That did not make me cry, but when he kissed her 18 minutes, it, like, <laughs> I was 
flabbergasted. I was, all of my gasted was flabbered. Like, I don't know. I don't even know, but I was, I was shook. Okay. Thursday, November 16th, a world record Christmas starring Nikki Deloche, Lucas Bryant, and A.S. I think that's how you say his name, uh, Dolman. Charlie, played by Dolman, is an autistic boy determined to set a Guinness World Record by stacking 1,400 Jenga blocks. His mother, Marissa, and stepfather, Eric, encourage him to reach for his dreams, and they all celebrate when he gets the good news that he'll have to, or that he'll have his, wait, that he'll have his, I think, I think we were just supposed to say, get his chance. That he'll get, yeah, I think half was supposed to be taken out of there. Um, that he'll get his chance on Christmas Eve. In the spirit of the holiday, they organize a fundraiser, giving the townspeople an opportunity to donate and decorate a jingle block, with the proceeds going to benefit kids with autism. Charlie's journey to setting the jingle world record gives them all the chance to learn more, not just about themselves, but about what family really means. And you can watch this on Hallmark Movies now starting November 9th. Actually, that's unfair because I'm still not entirely convinced what I'm going to do about HMN. Um, I love, again, this probably going to make me cry. I can probably already tell that it's going to make me cry. Uh, we all know I am not the biggest fan of Nikki Deloche storylines. Not Nikki Deloche, but of Nikki Deloche storylines. Here, thank God, we just take that right out because she's happily married. You know, like, we don't have to worry about Nikki Deloche deciding if she wants to get married or not, or if she wants to stay married or not, uh, because that's already, we're already good. We're good to go there. Um, and I like Lucas Bryant, so I think this is going to pair well. I used to work uh, within the developmental disabilities community, and so I, again, love the representation. Can't wait for that. Two things. One... Jenga block's a little weird. I was just checking to make sure that it didn't say, like, based on a true story. Because I feel like something said it was based on a true story somewhere. Um, maybe it's this. If it's based on a true story, fine. If it's not based on a true story, Jenga block's Guinness World Record. Little odd of a Christmas storyline, you know? Like, how exactly we're turning this into a Christmas storyline... I don't know. Secondly, uh, Lifetime actually did a Guinness World Record Christmas movie last year. Um, oh, what was that one featuring, though? It was about... Oh, what was that... I'm, I don't want to look it up right now, but I forget that one tied in easier to Christmas time. Oh, it was, um, like the town wanted to break the most uh, amount of Guinness world records or something. So they were doing different things, trying to break Guinness world records. And I actually really enjoyed that because at the time I thought, Oh, I don't know about this. And I said, who knew that like, what I needed from Lifetime was a Hallmark or was a Christmas movie about Guinness World Records. Like, mark that down as like a record here. Then Hallmark this year comes out with the Guinness World Record Christmas movie. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? I mean, like, someone's there. You're watching. Hello. Um, again, should have reached out. How's that hashtag treating you so far? Actually, right now it's fine. 
Wait till we get into it, though. Okay, Wednesday, November 22nd, A Season for Family, starring Brendan Penny, Stacey Farber, Benjamin Jacobson, and Asriel Dahlman. Are they, like, related? I want... Ooh, I wonder if that's... I wonder if they're related. Um, Maddie's adopted son, Wesley, has just one Christmas wish to meet his brother, Cody, who was adopted into a different family. Cody's father, Paul, is a widower who is not ready to have the conversation with his son, so he turns down a meeting. However, circumstances bring the two brothers unknowingly together, and they become fast friends while sparks fly between Maddie and Paul. I gotta be honest. There's a lot there. I don't know. I love Brendan Penny, so I want to give it the benefit of the doubt. Uh, okay, so it's Brendan Penny and Stacey Farber. Boom, boom. That's okay. So we have a widower and okay. Yes. So I wonder how if she just like adopted a child, like one, how were they? Ado- I mean, I know that does happen, happen with siblings. Um, so yeah, like how old are the kids? How are you going to say no? I don't know. Like, I don't know. Does it have the ability to make me cry under the right circumstances? Yes. Do I know Stacey Farber? I'm thinking. I don't know. Anyway. Do, I'm going to give I'm going to give it the benefit of the doubt. We'll see. Like could make me cry. I can also not like it. Doubtful though. There's very rarely a Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Well, that's not true. I feel like I have one, one or two a year. Well, really one a year that I just like can't stand. That would be Meet Me Under, like Meet Me at the Christmas Tree, Under the Christmas Tree uh, with Catherine Bell and Mark Declan. Hey, oh my God, the way I hate that with every fiber of my being. And then last year it was Christmas Bedtime Stories. Hate, 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 triple hate. Couldn't hate it more if I tried. Um, But yeah, like mostly because there's also not that many movies. So, you know, it, I have less chance of hating them. Um, Thursday, November 30th. Time for her to come home for Christmas. At what point are we going to be done with this? Look, last year, time for him to come home for Christmas last year with Tyler Hines. Oh, my God. Cried. The, the way I cried, Steve Basic in there. Ugly crying ugly crying and I mean that's also because I had lost uh, a very dear cousin to a car accident but like oh my god when Steve Basics like maybe it's time like we've been carrying around a lot maybe we could set it down and move on oh I'm gonna cry thinking about it love that movie in general though I don't really love this whole series well in the year before that time for them to come home for Christmas that had Brendan Penny why is it I always remember the guy and I don't know who the girl is? Um, it's like the girl that was in last year is literally on the tip of my tongue and I can't think of her name. Um, the Brendan, the one the year before that, because the girl gets amnesia and she travels with Brendan. And then, yeah, that one I also really enjoyed. Okay. Well, okay. Maybe I do enjoy these. Maybe I'm 50-50. Because I think the two years before that, I didn't really love them. Because one had Stephen Huzar. <laughs> That's really bad. I'm sure Steven's really nice in person, you know? I didn't love that movie. Okay, this one stars Sinead Grimes Beach, Chris Carmack, and Grace Lear. And, oh, and executive produced by Blake Shelton. 
Facing her first Christmas without her mother and looking to avoid loneliness, Carly heads to a quaint town to lead the church choir at Christmas. Once there, Carly meets Matthew, a man back in town after serving in the army. As she gets to know Matthew, the choir and townspeople she stumbles across, clues that suggests she may have been brought here for a life-changing reason. As the mystery unravels, one thing is clear. This journey will teach Carly about true love, learning to trust, and that forgiveness is needed to finally heal. Lear performs her original song, Star on Top of the Tree, in the movie. This will also be available in Hallmark, Hallmark Movies now on the 16th, so the week before. I don't know. Could be good. Chris Carmack... Oh, yeah, 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 from Nashville. Okay, I knew that name sounded familiar. Um, I mean, if you saw the picture, though, it's, like, really stilted. Again, though, I also want to say, like, thank you. Snaps to Hallmark. Finally, you're getting some pictures out there. I'm like, I know. I know full well you took photos. So get them up here. One, you know who's in the movie. I don't care if you don't have a title yet. Tell me it's a working title. You know who's in it. So tell me who's in it and show me the picture because I know you already have that done. Okay, up next on Thursday, December 7th, to All a Good Night starring Kimberly Sustad and Mark. <laughs> oh, no. Gyanime? Yeah, I... I apologize. That's most likely definitely not how you say that. You know, I just, I read these totally blind. Uh, do I do research? No, I don't. I do when it comes to the reviews. I do not. I have to look ahead. I apologize. A small town photographer, played by Kimberly, saves the life of a mysterious man who may just be in town to buy her family's parkland, which is also the location of the annual Christmas celebration. I don't know if it's just not giving me enough. I have, I don't really have anything to go off of. I know Kimberly. I love Kimberly. I, she's so good at comedy roles though. Like, I mean, one for her, good for her. Can't wait to see her in a more serious, I assume serious storyline. Um, I do not know this man, obviously, because uh, I just, like, got to his last name, and I was like, I'm gonna pronounce that wrong. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Why is everyone always having amnesia at Christmas time? Why is it always, like, when you don't know is it they have amnesia? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Thursday, December 14th, we have Heaven Down Here, starring Crystal Joy Brown, Tina... Lifford, Juan Rit Ridinger, yeah, Ridinger, Richard Harmon, and um, Felicia Rashad. I didn't know that's how she spelled her name. I know who I know who Felicia Rashad is. I didn't realize that's how she spelled Felicia. Uh, inspired by Mickey Guyton's song of the same name, "Heaven Down Here," tells the story of four. Uh, disparate people who find themselves stranded in a local diner on Christmas Eve. On Christmas, on yeah, on Christmas Eve, they had a mis, they had a misspelled word. They have an even. 
when a snowstorm hits the town. Imami is a widowed mother of two who's having trouble making ends meet and reluctantly agrees to work the Christmas Eve shift where she clashes with her boss, Dan, who doesn't exactly embody the, the Christmas spirit. Felix is a local pastor desperately trying to secure food for parishioners while his faith is challenged by his alienation of his son. Clara is a hospice nurse with an obstinate patient and Rashad... Oh, with an obstinate patient, played by uh, Felicia Rashad, and whose daughter is moving away, causing her to question her place in this world. Throughout the evening, these four bicker bond and unwittingly prove each other with the answer to their respective prayers. Is this the Dayspring? That's probably a Dayspring production, I'm going to assume. Um, I don't know. Here's what it's giving to me. It's giving... um. Uh, shoot, there's a, on Lifetime, there are Christmas movies played, and he is a very famous singer, a gospel singer. What is his name? This is when I hate the long COVID brain fog. Oh my God. is so annoying when this happens he what is because he sings because he always shows up in the movies and normally he plays an angel and then oh this is annoying this is what it feels like to me now am i saying it's going to be bad no i don't i don't think it's going to be bad it's just again it's giving that they kind of took a little bit off of lifetime here god hit this is so I'm trying so hard to think of, and I can't even think of one of the movies. It's like, oh my God, the name was almost there on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> Kirk Franklin. I knew. Okay. It came to me. Kirk Franklin. It's giving a Kirk Franklin movie um, without Kirk Franklin. Okay. And finally, on Thursday, December 21st, so this will actually air post- final Hallmark movie, we have Miracle in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, starring Landra, Laura Vandervoort and Benjamin Ayers. I love Ben. Ben and I are TikTok friends. I love this. I, oh, this is a day spring movie. A new day spring movie. Successful and fiercely independent, Mary Ann Brubeck. Oh, that's right. I remember why. Okay, yeah. Um, adopts a baby girl to raise on her own just before Christmas. Due to weather, she and her baby get stuck in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania for the holidays. When there is no room at the inn, her only option is to stay with the innkeeper's brother, Joe, a quintessential bachelor who lives in a house that he treats like a barn. As Marianne learns the value of community by spending time with Joe's family and participating in the local church's Christmas events, Joe starts getting his act together with new motivation, and the two begin to see each other in a new light. Now, I, I know who Laura is. I obviously know who Ben is. I love Ben. Um, I, like, reading this, I think it's such an interesting script line, and I'm interested to see how it goes. It also feels a little t on the touch of overstepping a line, like, just, like, a little too on the head, you know? What I mean, <laughs> but 
I think because it's a day spring event, it's going to be put together well. And I think Laura and Ben are going to work really well together. And like Ben with kids, I love. So yeah, I think it's going to be fine. It just also, like, when you read it, you're kind of like, ooh, this seems a little like a parody kind of movie, and I don't know about that. Um, Yeah, so that's Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Now, there are a select number of movies that will be on Hallmark Movies Now, which is their streaming service that you have to buy into. So even if you have the friendly TV app, which is what I have, because that's the only way that I can watch Hallmark Movies and Mysteries, will not work. So I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, (laughs) do I pay for it for one month just to get these movies? I don't know. Starring Monday, November 27th. And I think it's like they have dates that they'll air, but then they'll just be there. Uh, It says, see an exclusive, never before seen extended cut of last year's movie, Three Wise Men and a Baby, starring Paul Campbell, Tyler Hines, Andrew Walker, and Margaret Collin. So... I think this is genius for Hallmark Movies. It's not Hallmark Movies Mysteries. I think this is genius for Hallmark because they, I have a feeling Hallmark Movies now doesn't really have a lot going on for them. And they were like, hey, let's also break into the streaming for real, for real. And we're going to put the biggest Christmas movie of last year. We're going to make an extended cut, never before seen extended cut. And we're going to put that on there. So people are going to want to do this. And Monday, November 27th, I think that's right after. Yeah, I think that's like Cyber Monday. So like, and people are going to be home. Well, maybe going back to work and stuff. But like, yeah, perfect timing, I think. Thursday, December 7th, they will have Rescuing Christmas. This is a working title starring Rachel Lee Cook and Sam Page. Love, I'm obsessed. Like, I need, (laughs) I have to watch it. Um, In a world where Santa is real and wants to drum up some holiday spirit, two of Santa's elves, Chuck and Debbie, devise a plan to grant one human on earth three wishes to kickstart the holidays. Unfortunately, that human is Aaron, played by Rachel, who has lost all affection for the season. Even a blind date set up by her sister with the affable and charming Sam, played by Sam, uh, won't change her mind about Christmas. But when she makes the mistake of wishing Christmas would just disappear, Aaron wakes up to a world where the holiday never existed. Horrified, she realizes that she must take away or that she's taken away everyone's joy. So she enlists Sam to help her reinvent the festivities from scratch. In the process, Aaron learns just how much this holiday and its traditions have meant to everyone around her and how much Sam has come to mean to her. Obsessed. Like, Damn you, Hallmark. <laughs> I need to watch this movie. Oh, okay. Thursday, December 14th, an Ice Palace romance. God, not another Ice Palace. Starring Celeste Desjardins and Marcus Rosner. Obsessed again. Marcus, you get two movies, my guy. A journalist, played by Celeste, faces old fears when she returns to her hometown ice rink to cover a story. With the help of the owner, I'm played by Marcus, and his young daughter, she begins to reevaluate her life's purpose. Obsessed. Again, I must watch this movie. And this is not, you're, we're actually not going to an ice palace, I realize. It's a hockey. It's hockey! We get two hockey, like, damn you, Hallmark! <laughs> you're gonna make me get Hallmark movies now for these movies. Good, good job, though. Good job. Congratulations. And then, 
Thursday, December 21st. Uh, so same night as the last Hallmark Movies and Mysteries movie, they will have an exclusive extended cut of last year's hit movie, A Holiday Spectacular, starring Gina Claire, Mason, Derek Klenna, Eve Plum, and Anne Margaret, featuring the Radio City Rockettes. So it's two extended cuts never before seen of two, I mean, one is their biggest, like, most highly watched Christmas movie ever. Uh, and then a radio, uh, holiday spectacular last year also did really well on the Sunday um, of Thanksgiving weekend spot. And then they have these two new movies that you're only going to be able to watch on Hallmark Movies now. And both movies. Okay. Well, let's be honest. An Ice Palace. What's it called? Um, An Ice Palace Romance. That one is like... That could probably, like, if that were the only one, I'd be like, yeah, like, yeah, I'm sure it's good, but, like, I'm not going to pay for that. But the other one with Sam Page and Rachel Lee Cook, Rescuing Christmas, which is a working title again, so it might change. Love. That one I must watch. That one I must see. The only good thing that I think that could possibly come out of me having to get Hallmark movies now is that Ryan Merriman has done a few Hallmark movies. One of them also lives on Hallmark movies now. A Christmas movie, Christmas. Released in 2019. It says it's streaming on Freebie? What? You're telling me I actually don't need? I'm obsessed. Anyway, I've been wanting to watch this movie for years and I can't because it's only on Hallmark Movies now from what I know. And I'm like, no, I'm not doing that again. But tell me how hysterical this movie sounds. Following a Christmas Eve wish to Santa, two sisters wake up inside a Christmas movie. Eve is a Christmas movie fanatic and dreams of having a movie-perfect Christmas with a movie-perfect boyfriend. On Christmas Eve, when Eve and her cynical sister Lacey make wishes to Santa, they wake up in Christmastown and find themselves trapped inside a Christmas movie where they are the stars. But when things start to go wrong and Eve's knowledge of all things Christmas movie fails to fix things, Eve and Lacey try to find a way out of the picture-perfect Christmas and back to reality. It's like, it's a parody of a Hallmark movie made by Hallmark. Also stars Brant Daughtry, Kimberly. Oh, are they just married? Kimberly Daughtry and Lana McKissack. Wait, now I had to click on her and see if she's married to him. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know Brant Daughtry was married. I mean, great for him though, but yeah, that's, that's even funnier. Um... Yeah, so overall, my thoughts going into Hallmark Movies and Mysteries is it feels a lot more grab baggy. Um, it's a lot more, I don't know, like maybe I'm going to cry. Like some, I'm like, yes, I'm going to cry. But like last year, there were so, oh my God, the holiday stocking last year wrecked me. It absolutely destroyed me. I barely made it through that recap here, if you recall. <laughs> Time for him to come home for Christmas wrecked me. Like, crying so hard. Again, barely made it through it on this podcast. Five more minutes, the second one last year, I thought they fumbled the bag, and then the final five minutes, go figure, of the movie, oh 
my god when we realized that the person the state was oh my god and he comes back like what's well, like a vision of him and he's like oh you know wrecked me <laughs> and um like need more christmas whatever with erica durance last year and patrick sabungi the first movie obsessed like last year hallmark movies and mysteries really outdid themselves like i thought they did really well in 2021 and then 2022 last year they just did so well the only the only terrible truly terrible one was christmas bedtime stories like i just i genuinely still to this day don't understand how that ending made it past the cutting room floor um but yeah this year i don't know this year they just seem a little more I don't know if it's going to tug at my heartstrings the same way that they normally do, but that doesn't mean that I don't think that they can't end up a five, even though I said if they don't make me cry, they're not a five. If it's still a really well thought out plot and it's a really well acted movie and the chemistry is there, because Hallmark movie and mysteries movies are never as much about the romance as it is about there's an underlying second storyline. So if all of that's there, even if it doesn't make me cry, I think that they can still have a lot of fives. But I think this year is going to look a lot different for them. And I just, again, I cannot stand, state enough how excited I am that they're moving them to Thursday nights. I'm so excited for that. Like, we needed the Thursday move. I'm... <laughs> ecstatic because even though I know I'm not watching GAC Family which I keep saying that and then watch me end up watching GAC Family uh just because you know like I'm gonna need to know what happens um I'm so happy I'm not gonna have five movies because no joke you have up tv starts at 7 p.m on Saturday and then at eight o'clock is a Hallmark movie a GAC Family movie and a Lifetime movie and then at 10 p.m. was Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. So that was five movies all on Saturday. And what I do, because everyone's like, how do you get through these movies? Is I would start the Up TV one on an iPad or my phone. And I would watch that for the first hour and I would just watch it. Then I would put one AirPod in <laughs> with that movie playing and also playing the Lifetime movie. And then when Up TV would finish at nine o'clock, then I would have the second hour to just focus on the rest of the Hallmark movie. So like praying that I was understanding what was happening between both movies for that hour that they were both on. And then promptly at 10 o'clock, I would have to switch to friendly TV streaming to get the Hallmark movies and mysteries movie. And then Sunday morning, I would have to wake up and I would have to watch the Lifetime and the GAC family movies before eight o'clock at night for the Hallmark movie. Like it was, it's a dedication <laughs> to this that like part of me loves it because I really hate FOMO. And part of me every year I get to a point where I'm like, I physically cannot watch another Christmas movie. <laughs> and I hate that. And that's why I really got to a point where I was like, I'm not watching GAC Family next year. I'm not putting myself through that because I, I want to enjoy it. Like, I just, like, I feel like I get to enjoy Christmas for so long because I really kick everything off when Hallmark does. And that's, that's great. 
But then I get to December and I'm just so burnt out. And then like when it's actually when everyone else is fully celebrating Christmas, I just feel like I'm half there. So this year I'm really excited, one, about the load management of if I watch a GAC family movie, great. And if I don't, that's great too. Hallmark Movies and Mysteries has moved to Thursday night. Fantastic. Like it's just, that's just so much nicer for me. <laughs> so much nicer. I'm so excited. Because now, ideally, Saturday, I can do the Up TV. I can still do the Hallmark one. And I can do that overlap time if I want. And then after that, then I can just turn on, I because I will record the Lifetime movie. And then I can just put the Lifetime movie on and boom, I'm done. I'm all caught up. Or I can just watch Hallmark, record Lifetime, vice versa, then watch the other one, and then in the morning watch Up TV. Like, mm, I'm so excited. Anyway, we're going long now. So let's now kick it over to JSC Family, even though I'll tell you which ones I might tune into just to see, just, you know, just for, I'm trying not to cuss here, and I've already said damn three times now, so, you know, like, and gigs, you know, like, let's, let's just take a look, and I'll tell you which ones I might tune into. All right, so GAC Family, we need to start this off by saying, I don't know what dates these are on. GAC Family is not, still not divulge this information. I was hoping if I waited a week to record the second part of the podcast with the rest that JSA family would get their act together. Bill, Bill, William, I'm assuming your bill is short for William. What are we doing here? Why are we still retooling this system now? Tell me what dates these are on. Okay, the first, A Paris Christmas Waltz. So I'm just going to read you what we have. We don't know any dates yet. We do know, obviously, though, that CCB will have the Sunday after Thanksgiving slot. That's her huge. Uh, even moving over here. Uh, okay, so A Paris Christmas Waltz stars Jen Lilly and Matthew Morrison. And this, oh, okay, sorry. I'm reading this from, hold on. I'm actually, oh my God. Oh my god, I am so dead right now. On parade.com. No, this is a joke. There is no way this is real life right now. It reads <laughs> In this sort of sequel to Hallmark Channel's Christmas Waltz, a Paris Christmas Waltz takes us to the land of Fromage, Notre Dame, in the Eiffel Tower. Emma is contemplating life's next steps after giving up her job so a colleague with the family could keep his. When she meets Leo, a professional dancer whose love for competitive dancing is waning, Emily gets a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to join the pro and sweep all of Paris off its feet. The movie was shot on location in Paris. There is no chance in hell that... <laughs> GAC family and Bill Abbott were like, please compare this to a Christmas waltz. <laughs> oh my god. That is horrific. That is a horrific start for them. I'm dead. Okay. A Royal Christmas Romance, starring Danica McKellar and Damon Runyon. 
oh, okay, we have premieres Thanksgiving weekend. So Danica most likely will get Saturday of Thanksgiving weekend, I would assume. In a royal Christmas romance, Bella Sparks, owner of Bella Sparks Couture, takes on Stefan, uh, Stefan, a demanding new client to outfit for a week of high-stakes meetings and events after his luggage goes missing. Stefan asks Bella to be his official plus one for many of the formal soirees, a request Bella accepts with good humor. Imagine Bella's reaction when she accidentally discovers Stefan is the Duke of Tangford. Okay. I wonder if we have hold on i'm sorry i've just scrolled up to find something else and according to one channel it's a wonderful lifetime 2013 tv schedule has 50 holiday theme films i'm screaming right now um anyway we're just going to continue with this because we're just rolling with it but actually what i'm going to do jc christmas movies 2023 let's just pick it up from people right here and just see what they read because maybe okay yeah this has a little less <laughs> introduction here um but this also doesn't tell us like potential dates um uh, okay well we'll stick with parade then um okay um, here's the thing Damon Runyon never has great chemistry with anyone Danica McKellar look okay I've said this before. I've said it many times. I've said it to Hallmark execs two years in a row here. The very first Christmas Hallmark movie that I watched that sucked me in. I mean, like, literally, it's the first one that I watched. And because of that one, it sucked me in. I was crying at two o'clock in the morning in my room living in D.C. as a nanny was A Crown for Christmas, which had Danica McKellar and Rupert Penry Jones. She was hired on to be a last minute nanny to his hellion little child. And then they fall in love. And at the end, he says, you had me at sewing kit. Obsessed. Love. I still love that movie. I don't care that Danica left Hallmark Channel. Like, I'm obsessed with that. I still love it. That to me is like that and a royal Christmas. The Lacey Chabert and um, Jane Seymour. Like, that's the epitome of royal Christmas movies. No one's going to top those two. Danica McKellar, though, her acting is so cheesy. Her acting is so, so cheesy. Everything is like big doe eyes. And do you really think? I mean, I would do that if I could. I don't know. Every role. At some point, my mom pointed this out to me. And it was like the How I Met Your Mother episode where everyone figures out what the, like, what the thing is. It was basically like the icks, but they had like a little, like, hammer breaking the glass like the shatter moment and then that's all anyone could focus on was like the thing that people do and uh I don't know like as soon as she pointed that out I've never been able to watch a Danica McKellar movie the same because it's true that's how she acts in every movie so do I think this one's gonna be good no like the the premise behind it the little synopsis we have here I don't hate the pairing I don't love. Yeah. And I think, again, I think GAC Family, run by ex-CEO of Hallmark, was like, ooh, Danica did really, really well with Crown for Christmas, which was her first Christmas Hallmark movie. I think that was her first Hallmark movie in general. Let's run it again. Okay. Blessings of Christmas, starring Lori Laughlin, James Tupper, and Jesse Hutch. 
Renowned TV star Mandy Gilmore says goodbye to her hit culinary series, A World of Food, with plans to travel the globe dining in all 142 Michelin star restaurants. Before jetting to Paris, Mandy stops in Milwaukee with the deed to her deceased aunt's food pantry, Angela's Fair. Angel's Fair, sorry. Angela. Angel's Fair. Recently purchased by adjacent business owner Adam Carraway, played by James. A simple transaction. Until pantry volunteer Otto Nesson, Otto? Um, played by Jesse, reminds all that Aunt Susie's love of cooking was truly love of feeding and inspires one more holiday feast for those who need it most. I refuse to watch this out of principle. Um, it actually looks, it, that actually sounds fairly decent. I will not watch it because it has Lori Laughlin and I refuse to line her uh, pockets with any money. I mean, did she murder anyone? Did she murder anyone, though? No, she didn't murder anyone. But what she did was illegal and wrong, and she never actually took ownership for it. So if she had just come out and said, yeah, I was stupid, I should have just sent a check in to someone, that would be fine. But it's the fact that she lied about it and was like, oh, no one's going to convict me because I'm Aunt Becky. Okay, well, <laughs> all right. How was jail? Um, Twas the text before Christmas. Starring Merritt Patterson and Trevor Donovan. I love the pairing. They are pulling. Everyone's pulling. Lifetime. Lifetime. I need you to gather in right right now. Okay. I need someone to get. Uh, run this to Lifetime. Run it right now. You are crushing it, babes. You're crushing it. Hallmark out here. GAC family. They're taking your storylines left, right, and center. Because last year you had Mary Texmas. And now GAC family. Twas the text before Christmas. Love that title. I love that title. I love the parent. Oh, I might have to watch this one. Addie is a New York City chiropractor. <laughs> chiropractor. Okay. Who mistakenly receives a text from Nana. The accidental text turns into a loving friendship between the matronly Nana and Addie, who now communicates regularly. Nana invites Addie to spend the holiday in Vermont. It is picture postcard perfect and exactly as Nana described, except for one surprise. Nana's single son, James, a traveling doctor, is also home for the holidays. Over three consecutive years, Jamie and Addie are together. James. Jane, oh my God, my name today. James and Annie are together during the holidays, though it isn't until they are both single that they begin to see each other in a different light. Who's Nana, though? Is Nana a real person? And why is it Nana if if her, she has a son? I don't know. Okay. There's a little, there's a little I don't understand about this. I think I'm going to have to watch that one, though, because I think that one might actually be good. Bringing home, or sorry, bringing Christmas home. I swear I can read. Starring Joe Wagner, Paul Green. Uh, we do not know when it's coming out. Caroline Upton is a retired military officer, now military history professor, who enlisted to assist, who is enlisted, no, who enlisted, sorry, who enlisted to assist antique store owner Russell Carlyle in finding the family of World War II Army officer Orrin Newton. The pair is right. The. That doesn't sound right. The pair races to return. That sounds better. Precious personal artifacts, orange dress uniform, medals, and a stack of love letters from his beloved Alice before Christmas. Epaulets and insignia provide initial clues about the search. Or, but the search seems to dead end when Caroline discovers Orrin was captured and enlisted as MIA. Caroline and Russell 
then searched the love letters for clues as to what happened to Oren and whether he ever made it home to Alice. Dang it. That sounds really good. Oh, that one sounds really good. Dang it. Two in a row. I mean, probably not at the same time. Dang, that sounds good. This sounds like a Hallmark movie is a mysteries movie. <laughs> this needs to be on HMM right now, Miracles of Christmas. I'm probably going to have to watch that one. However, though, like Paul Green is really finicky about chemistry. But I do really love Jill. And you know what I love? I love that Jill is in no way, shape, or form dressing anything. She's not dressing a house. She's or not staging. She's not staging a house. She's not staging a store. She's not doing that. Like, I love it. Okay. Okay, moving on. Christmas on Windmill Way. I just wish it were putt-putt themed. Someone hit me up with that idea. <laughs> oh, my God. Could you imagine? Oh, my God. Competing mini golf courses. <laughs> okay, anyway. Starring Chad Michael Murray and Krista Taylor Brown. Mia Meyer. <laughs> These stupid names. First, you have Heidi Heidelberg in a Heidelberg Christmas on Omar Jam. That is, that's criminal. Like, criminal side eye. Criminal offensive side eye. Bombastic side eye. Oh my god. And now, Mia Meyer. It sounds like Mia Meyer, the famous footballer. Um, by footballer, I mean soccer player, if you're not European. Mia Meyer excitedly anticipates the Christmas Market Fest Dutch Bake Off competition and is confident that her Mimi will win the festival's top prize. But the except, oh, wait a minute, Dutch? Is that what the windmill is? Because they're Dutch? Okay, anyway. But the excitement fades when Mimi shares the difficult news that she had to sell the family's land around the Jansen Inn, including easements all around the Heritage Windmill, renowned for centuries for its fine millwork and beautiful wooden furniture. What the heck is an easement? Oh, actually, I think I know what an easement is. Because I did actually one time watch this thing on National Geographic about windmills. <laughs> when I was watching a thing about Amsterdam in the Netherlands. Okay, anyway. um, Fascinating. Fascinating. Um... Okay. It's an especially tough pill for Mia to swallow when she learns the developer's representative is her former boyfriend, Brady Brady Schultz. Dun 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 Brady Schultz. Okay. Who also tells Mia and Anne the agreement includes the inn and sawmill, all of which will be torn down. I mean <laughs> this is so typical This is so typical. I I don't even think, uh, yeah, I don't even think Chad Michael Murray could make this something that I want to watch. Um, we've done it. We've seen it before. We see it every year. I mean, like, the big bad guy coming to tear it down. You know, the thing, no, it's coming to tear it down. And it's her ex-boyfriend. Of course it is. Of course it is. And I'm sure Brady is, like, this great guy, though. Like, and he didn't know that it was going to be torn down till he shot, or he didn't know it was going to be her windmill, because I'm sure there's another windmill somewhere. I don't know. No. Uh, My Christmas Hero, starring Candace Cameron Bray and Gabriel Hogan. Now, this says TBD. We all know that this is going to be on the Sunday after Thanksgiving, just like every single CCB movie has been since the dawn of time when it comes to a Christmas movie. 
U.S. Army reservist and orthopedic physician, Nicole Ramsey. I really love how specific we are here. She's not just a physician. She's an orthopedic physician. Is dedicated to serving military service members and their families at the Joint Military Base in Lacey, Washington, home of the I-Corps and 62nd Airlift Wing. This Christmas, is it... Yeah, is that an, is that a capital I? I assume... With the help of many dedicated heroes, Dr. Ramsey is on a mission to honor a special fallen soldier and bring much-needed healing to her own family. Okay, so my first thoughts are, one, obviously, I will have to watch this movie. Just because, out of curiosity, like, I have to know. Now, I don't hate CCB movies. Not all the time. Um... She and I have a little bit of differing views when it comes to what I believe being a Christian is, but I'm not going to begrudge her for her views. I begrudge when she does really random things like, you know, not believing in gay marriage, but then like exclusively typically works with uh, gay male actors and that's who she picks for her roles. And it's like, oh, that's really, like, interesting. It's, like, so super interesting. Um, okay. I I think this movie's going to go better than last year. Because last year's movie was so... It rang so false to me. Here it was, like, CCB was the non-Christian believer. And it was, like, her brother. But it was so tacky the way her brother was, like, oh, you know, my wife and I were having so many marital problems too. And then she died of cancer. So don't let that happen. Like it was, that was so bad. Like that, that was just like so unforgivably bad. Um, And it just, it just rang so false that CCB had to be the one to be convinced into Christianity again, that I hated that storyline. This one I think is going to go better. The, maybe, I, there's definitely going to be a Christian theme to it though. Um, And you know, like Dayspring. So Dayspring does Christian theme movies, obviously, and CCP and Dayspring work together. So I also am so curious, and I was curious last year too, if she gets a cut of the Dayspring movies that air on Hallmark Channel. I don't know. That could be, I mean, that's me like totally speculating. Well, I'm not even speculating because I don't know the answer to that question. Um, okay. Anyway, like Dayspring does those movies and I think they're okay. Like it's an, I don't, it's like an okay representation. The way CCB does it, like it's just, it's so pushy and I don't like that. So, but from the outside looks okay. The one thing I will say though, this is giving me the Holly Robinson Pete she was in a Hallmark Movies and Mysteries Miracles of Christmas movie like two years ago where she played an army, well, a military doctor coming back. And the thing was, she had been really jaded because she had lost this one soldier that she had been really close to and like in a matronly way. Um, and what how it turned out to be is that she ended up covering for the doctor and it was this soldier kid's father and the father knew who she was and that she had been the one that had tried to save him but couldn't but she didn't know that for the longest time the moment that I figured it out the moment that I was like oh my god and then 
like when she realized it, I was just like, oh my God, here it comes. I was so ready to cry. And then they fumbled the bag so hard at the end of the script. It's like they took the last 10 pages of the script out and then they just winged it. And I know that that's not how a movie is made. Like they don't go um, in order of the movie to shoot it. But like it was, it was so weird. It's almost like they shot the beginning first before they knew what they were doing <laughs> with the movie. And I did not cry. And I remember saying in that critique, this movie, it could have been so good. Like, I didn't hate it, and it could have been so good, and it could have made me really cry. And then they just went this really, really weird, really weird path with it. So, I don't know. I'm intrigued. I will obviously have to watch that one. Of course, it's no comparison. Just from this alone, absolutely no comparison to Bethany Joy Lenz and Christopher Palaha at the Biltmore having time travel again. Like, that's just... That is going to be... It's going to be a superior set. It's going to be a, a superior... Um, um, costuming. It's going to be superior, I think, overall um, casting. Yeah. Okay. 12 Games of Christmas starring Johnny Ramey and Felicia Cooper. Again, premiere TD TBD. A group of old friends and neighbors are transported into a Christmas-themed board game during a Christmas party. This is giving Snow Globe with Chris, wasn't that Christina Milian that did Snow Globe movies? Or who was that that did the Snow Globe movies? No, it wasn't her. Who I'm going to look that up really quick because otherwise, because it was not her. Well, maybe it's her, but I don't think it's her. Uh, and I'm going to feel really bad. It was. It was Christina Milian. Okay. Um, it's giving Snow Globe, but I'm intrigued. I don't know these actors. Uh, so, like, unfortunately, it's probably going to be a flub. Like, I don't know. Somehow it's going to... I just feel like there's going to be a flub in here somewhere. But the thought premise behind it, obsessed with. Like, what kind of Christmas... Part, like, one, what kind of Christmas-themed board game is this? Now, who did the Christmas theme... No. Hallmark did a Valentine's-themed day... Sorry. Of course they do Valentine's-themed... Uh, they did a Valentine's game theme movie this year. So, again, we have some plagiarizing going on as well. A Christmas Commission starring Sarah Fisher and Simon R. Blaster. Premier TBD. Two rival realtors are forced to work together to sell one special house before Christmas. I don't know. I mean, like, the, again, it's like... I like the premise. Well, I feel like this is a premise that we've seen. They did a movie with, um, oh, who's the, who, oh, I'm not going to think. Chris McNally. Uh, well, I think it was Chris McNally. Um, well, maybe that was more DIYs. I don't know. But they, like, I don't know. We've done sort of the house thing before and it's always enemies why is it always enemies to lovers when it comes to a house thing um probably gonna be a, a miss for me or like just yeah like nothing really special to write home but probably like well I don't know it could be it could be okay but just like yeah nothing dynamic for me a Christmas for the Ages starring Natasha Beret, Anna Ferguson, Kate Craven, and Cheryl Ladd premiere TBD prompted by their youngest granddaughter Four generations celebrate family and what Christmas was like in the 40s, 60s, 90s, and present day. Now hear me out. 
I'm intrigued. Okay. I'm not in, I don't think that this is going to be good because I've seen a still of the set and the costuming just looks so cheesy to me. Like the costuming just looked second rate, like weird straight to DVD movie, uh, low budget. And in something like this, when you are time traveling, especially like, especially the forties and the nineties and the sixties, like you need good costuming. And I just don't think that's there. And so that's going to make it cheesy. Second of all, um, I, but, but at the same time, I'm intrigued. I feel like I'm going to have to watch it because I would like to see how Natasha does in a movie without her mother, because I think she's done two movies. I know she was in Switch for Christmas with CCB, but I also want to say that she did do one other movie. Um, I mean, her acting was just, eh. like, she's no CCB, you know what I mean? But, um, you know, nepotism, we should all be able to benefit it, benefit from it somewhere at some point in our life, you know, <laughs> not all the time, but just like a little nepotism. Like, I'm not going to begrudge that. Um, yeah, I don't know. But like, could she have just gotten this role because her mother pretty much half owns JAC family? Probably. Probably. Um, but I like, I feel like I'm gonna have to watch it, you know, because of her. A Dash of Christmas starring Laura Osnes and Christopher Russell. Okay. Christopher. Okay. <sighs> a marketing, he must be doing movies for both sides. A marketing exec must learn a recipe to get her dream job and ends up entered in a holiday bake-off with a dream baker. We've seen it. We've seen, like, we've literally seen this movie on Hallmark at least five other times. Um, A Model Christmas starring Ash Sy, Joey Hayworth, premiere TBD. While on a charity press tour, <laughs> press tour, a model ends up stranded by the weather at the family home of the driver she hired to assist her for the week. Mmm. I don't know. I don't know. See, here's the thing. GAC Family, you can talk a good game. Like, a lot of these, they can talk a good game. Where it's like, oh, okay. I don't know these people, so I have no idea how the chemistry goes. And you can't fake chemistry. But the other thing, GAC Family, I hope someone's listening, and we're going to take it back to this channel here. Um, I really, really hope that you haven't done any of those weird spaces because you weren't timing the commercial breaks to the little breaks that you were putting in the movie so you were doing this weird like fade out music and then but like not going to a commercial and then just like cutting to another scene with like weird music and it was weird it was weird and amateurish and like again I don't understand what we're doing because Bill literally ran Hallmark Channel during some of the golden years of some of the best movies made so like I just I physically mentally cannot wrap my head around what we're doing here. Uh, but I don't I mean, like, here, right here, like, just that premise could be good. But, like, if the chemistry's not there, eh. Like, eh. A royal Christmas holiday. I think most of these, let me say first, I think most of the GAC family ones, like, there are a few where I'm like, oh, I'm gonna have to watch that one. Um, otherwise, I think I'll watch the trailer for it, and I'm gonna gauge based on the trailer how I feel about it, if I want to invest my time into it. 
Um, oh, okay. A Royal Christmas Holiday starring Brittany Underwood and Jonathan Stoddard. No. No. God, he's going to have a weird accent again, isn't he? Didn't we learn anything last year? In search of her big break, a reporter arranges a Christmas interview with the European... No! Did we learn nothing last year on... What, what was it called? Christmas on Ice? Royal Christmas on Ice? A Christmas Prince on Ice? I don't know. I don't know. With the it was, That was him. That was most definitely him and one of the Baldwin brothers. That one was so bad. There, nothing, though. Nothing could literally be worse than the the picture that they came up with for that premiere. I mean, that came, look, I love the 90s. I love vintage stuff. That photo premiere that they chose to make for it came straight from the 90s. No. <laughs> Will the reporter's big story become her love story? What was that called? A royal Christmas holiday. We Can't we come up with any... Like 2014, it was a royal Christmas. 2023, a royal Christmas crush. 2017, a royal Christmas ball. 2021, a royal Queen's Christmas. Uh, 2022, a royal Corgi Christmas. 2022, a royal Christmas on ice. That was it. Anna Marie Dobbins and Jonathan Stoddard. I knew it. Uh, a royal Christmas romance. With Danica McKellar and D Damien... Wait a minute. Oh, no. We already talked about that, right? Okay, yeah. A royal Christmas match. 2022. Like... Why do they always have to say a royal Christmas? What was it called? Holiday. Right. There we go. We haven't done that one yet. Here we go. Mm-hmm. I just have to... God, oh my God. It looks so bad. Oh my God. They look AI generated. That's so bad. Oh my God, it has William Baldwin in it again. What is it with Jonathan Stoddard and William Baldwin being in all of these royal movies? What else we got here? Now I'm just going through his thing. Wait, a prince and pauper Christmas? You're telling me. With Britney under... Oh, my God. They've already done a Royal Christmas movie together before. What on earth? What on earth? He's not even good. He's not good with an accent. What are we doing here? A Time Capsule Christmas starring Jillian Murray and... Uh, there we go. Daniel Lissing. I knew it. I knew, I knew this man was going to show up somewhere. A father, no. And he's a dad. Oh my God. There are a few men, like when you put them with a kid, they are unmatched. And Daniel Lissing is one of them. The other two, in my opinion, are Travis Van Winkle and Ryan Bates. The way I say, like I can't ever just, well, I mean, because that's his name, Travis Van Winkle. The, 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 The amount of times I say that man's name when it comes to a Hallmark movie, like, honestly, it's criminal. Um, okay, a father bonds with his daughter and stumbles upon an unexpected romance while tracking down the original owner of a Christmas time capsule. Look, 
God, God, I'm going to have to watch this one because as much as I want to hate Daniel Lewis, not hate him, but like as much as I would just like to never watch another movie that that man makes after the heartbreak that he gave to me from Wang Calls the Heart. Because I don't care. I, I just, I simply, I don't care. I don't care why he left that show. He could have come back for literally anything. He could, like, he did not, and I, I just, I can't state this enough. He did not have to just outright go away and never come back. He could have done some really, really weird, random, like, show up two episodes a season. I don't care. And I don't care that he went to Lori Laughlin and I was like, oh, I went time out. Like, I don't care. He, the way he could have fixed anything instead of doing what he did. And I just, I wanted to hate him forever and never watch anything else that he did. But then he went to GAC Family because I swear he did not leave Hallmark on good. I don't, I, I still think to this day that they were so mad that he wanted to leave that they have punished him ever since. But the thing is, he left. And again, I talk about this all the time. Well, when I talk about him, he left when Bill Abbott was the CEO. So now he's over here working with Bill. I don't know. I don't get it. I'm still, I'm so genuinely baffled about that situation. But that man knows how <laughs> to make a Christmas movie. Um, I mean, because you just don't get a December... A December Bride still one of my favorites. I mean, oh my god, the wit he and Jessica Lounds, it's like insanity. I I don't know how they're not married in real life because the chemistry coming off the screen, I will just I will simply never forget watching that for the first time like live day that it happened, like that night texting friend Jen and we we're just like melting over the chemistry. Like, we were squealing. It was so good. I haven't felt that way since, like, well, so that, and then I, it, it was the same thing again with Christmas Getaway with, yes, Travis Van Winkle and Brooke, uh, Ray, no, Brooke, Ray, no, Reagan, Brooke, Reagan, no, that's not it. Travis Van Winkle and happened again to me what's her name here I am is it that doesn't sound like that it doesn't come off the tongue that I'm thinking so Bridget Reagan Bridget <laughs> that's it um felt the same way the chemistry there was just like oh my god oh my god uh and turns out they had worked together previously I mean but Bridget Reagan was like pregnant when she did that movie I, like great acting superb acting you can't fake chemistry anyway Daniel Lissing just has chemistry with everyone um I'm gonna have to watch that one Destined 2 Christmas Once More starring Shay Robbins and Casey Elliott in this sequel to Destin at Christmas, Theo continues to miss connecting with his girlfriend, Kim, as he attempts to propose at Christmas. Destin 2. I don't hate that it's... I just feel like we could have literally given it any other name. Oh, oh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. That Destin at Christmas was JC Family's first movie last year. Okay, it was like a serendipity version of, well, it was like a 
a made-for-TV version of Serendipity in a way. I didn't hate that movie. I want to start off by saying I didn't hate Destined at Christmas. What I didn't love, and the I hope you figured this out, guys. I hope you fix this in post-production for Destined 2, if you do it again. So, and Destined at Christmas last year, so they had met on, like, Black Friday shopping, but then they didn't get each other's, there was, like, a blackout, and then they just, like, ran, they couldn't find each other, and then they didn't see each other, and then they, like, kept almost running into each other through all of these things, but the way they, they signified the passing of time from Black Friday to Christmas, which, you know, spoiler alert, well, they either saw each other, I think it was Christmas Eve, um, was they had a countdown, but it said days until Christmas, but instead of going like 25, 24, 23, 22, they were going 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, as in like December 1st, December 2nd, December 3rd. That's not how a days until calendar works. You have to go biggest number down to a lower number, not lower number up to a bigger number. And that drove me insane. <laughs> I was like, how many people did that have to get through for them to screw that? I, I was like, this is... Uh, I'm having like an OCD moment over here. Like this is wrong. It's wrong, 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 wrong. W-O-R-N-G, wrong. If you didn't get that reference, it's from John Tucker Must Die. Okay. Mistletoe moments. Oh, okay. So anyway, I might have to watch that one. I'm, there are more of these that I have to watch than ones that I don't have to watch. And that's irritating me. Mistletoe moments starring Susie Abermite and Liam McIntyre. With her career on the line, a decorator must work with an unexpected partner to showcase a house for an upcoming Christmas gala. We've done this. We It was Danica McKellar and Neil Bledsoe. Of course, he was, like, super rich, and she was doing it because his Nana had to leave the house and so on and so forth. And then he ends up moving into that. What, what was the... I want to say Cratchit. That's not it. What was, like, Scrooge's last night? Wasn't that, like... Anyway, we've seen this on Hallmark Channel. That's going to be a miss for me. I also don't really love Susie Appermite. Our Christmas Wedding, starring Holly DeVoe and Drew... C no! You know, I think I've seen Drew Seeley and some other GAC family things. Darn it. Roles reverse as Nicole's boss plans newly engaged Nicole and Michael's wedding in two weeks at Christmas. I'm thinking it over. Interesting. Why is the boss planning the wedding? Who is the boss? Let's look it up. Our Christmas wedding. I just think that that person should probably also be in here because I bet they're a big part of the movie. Our Christmas... No, a Christmas wedding date. Christmas wedding player. Four Christmases and a wedding. A New York Christmas wedding. A wedding for Christmas. Christmas wedding runaway. A Christmas wedding tale. A Christmas wedding. Okay, A Christmas Wedding had Sarah Paulson and Eric Mabus. What? Interesting. Okay, well, let's look up Drew Seeley. Drew Seeley. I mean, to be fair, Drew was in, like, one of the worst Christmas movies on Lifetime. Christmas Movie Magic got that one was terrible. Okay, cool. So we don't have any information yet anywhere on IMDb. So I guess we don't know who the boss is. I don't know. Probably going to be a miss. And that sucks because I do 
really like Drew Seeley. Like, I wish him all the best. Um, okay. Peppermint and Postcards. I love the name. Starring Ella Cannon and Christopher Russell. All right. Christopher, two movies. On, okay. Sure, sure, sure. When a Christmas letter concerning her love life goes viral, one mom discovers that romance might be right at her door. Okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I might have to watch that one. Has Christopher Russell reached some kind of age where he just has to be cast in movies if it involves a kid and he's going to become the new stepdad? Um, like, how old is Christopher Russell? Oh, he's only 40. Okay. He's just, he's been doing that a lot lately. Oh, he's single, though. Hi, Chris. <laughs> um, yeah, because, like, last year he was in the colorblind Christmas mo- most colorful time of year, which I actually really enjoyed that movie on uh, Hallmark Channel. And, um, but, yeah, like, he he fell for, like, is another single mom. Like, new typecast role, apparently between channels here, falling for single mothers. Okay. Santa Maybe, starring Aubrey Reynolds. Okay, there's no... <laughs> okay. Can theater director Lila rise to the challenge of putting on the perfect Christmas ballet while also discovering her office secret Santa in the process? But who is he? Like, who is the guy? <laughs> like, not me over here now trying to look up... Again, nothing. I not that I should be surprised. I mean, I got nothing. Who I don't know who the guy is. I don't know what we're doing here. Probably I don't know. I don't know. The Christmas Regift, starring Aaron Agostino, Marshall Williams, a city manager, recruits the help of a childhood friend in setting right his town's Christmas charity event while she sets to work setting him up with her close friend. Oh, it's gonna be one of those. I hate that. Yeah, I hate that, because then the friend, I don't know, probably gonna, yeah, I don't know. Is that all of them? I've scrolled down, okay, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20. Yep, that's all 20 of them. Man, and it's it's so funny. You can tell the ones that they developed early on because there were there was way more said about it than these last ones. Um yeah, okay, so out of 20. Just looking here. Oh, yeah. Twas the text before Christmas. Okay, yeah, I'm going to have to watch that one. Um, oh, Bringing Christmas Home. Yeah, the World War II one. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to have to watch that one. Um, My Christmas Hero, the CCB one. Yeah. 12 Games of Christmas. Yeah, I want to. We'll see how that goes. Uh, Christmas for the Ages. I'm curious. That's the one with Natasha. 
Uh, oh, a time capsule Christmas. That's six. Destined to. That's seven. Uh, oh, yeah. Peppermint and postcards. Yeah, the first Christopher Russell movie. That's eight. Okay, so eight out of 20 are like, I, I'm pretty sure I want to watch those. Um, and you know what? That, I think that feels right for me. I, I guess I shouldn't say that I'm not going to watch any GAC family, but I feel like 8 out of 20, that's probably sitting right for a channel that got a 2.5 rating out of 5 stars last year for their overall movies. If there's one that's like truly horrifically bad that you want me to watch, or you think one's really good outside the Lori Laughlin one, um, that you think I should watch, uh, that I am not going to give a go, you let me know and we'll, I'll, I'll fit it in. Okay, so I've just seen that we've just gone over the time that I had for the previous podcast, but we're just going to finish this off with the Up TV ones because I don't want to have to keep waiting for Lifetime and then do Lifetime and Up TV together. So we're just going to do Up TV really quick because I'm just so freaking excited. I did like a general scroll really quick and I just got so excited. So I have not looked any further ahead at this point because I want to be thoroughly surprised as we go through these first takes. Um... Now, as you know, Up TV, very, you never know. You absolutely never know what you're going to get. Could be great, could be awful. It's a very solid two. However, last year they got like a, th a three rating. I know GAC Family was worse than them um, because like you can look at a trail, like you can look at the picture and be like, mm, I don't know. And you can read the promo and be like, mm, I don't know. And then you're like, oh my God, this movie is so good. It's so cute. I love it. And then sometimes you can look at him and be like, mm, I don't know. And then you, you read the synopsis and you're like, mm. and then you watch it and you're like, yeah, that was bad. Like that was, that was pretty bad. But they're normally a, like a pretty solid two. It takes a lot for them to be a one. <laughs> Because I don't know, because I judge them all differently too, based on the channel. And I just, I don't expect as high a quality on Up TV, but I mean, I still will give them a one. So up first, we have We're Scrooge starring Tamara Duarte and Andrew Bushell on Sunday, November 5th at 7 p.m. So it looks, I don't know, this is the very first one, but we're going to say that we're sticking to the 7 p.m., which is typical of Up TV. I am intrigued, though, about this one being on Sunday. Normally, Up TV is Saturday and Sunday. So, like, interesting, though, we're starting on a Sunday. When ex-high school sweethearts return to Minneapolis for the Christmas snowball 10-year high school reunion weekend, they each check into the hotel single and alone. Although their friends call them Ross and Ray... Uh -huh. Can you say that? I feel like that's trademark somewhere. Uh, called them Ross and Rachel, Sarah and... <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Oh, it's a Sarah. Of course it's a Sarah with an H. Sarah and Scott parted ways after college and pursued their high-end careers. By the way, I also want to state for the record right now, Hallmark didn't do a single Sarah. <laughs> after last year, what were you what were you trying to gain? What were you trying to gain last year? You thought naming everyone Sarah last year was going to get you something? No. Like I'm still honest here. Anyway. Um Okay, anyway, sorry. After, <laughs> okay, Sarah and Scott parted ways after college and pursued their high-end careers. After a run-in 
at the kickoff event, they are both warned that they are going to be visited by three Christmas ghosts over the next three days. While dreaming each night, they have shared experiences reliving their past and present Christmases. These unsettling yet comedic visits help them both see what they gave up and that they gave up on each other. When the ghost of Christmas future visits them separately, they must each make a choice to reunite or lose their love forever. That is a lot. <laughs> hmm. That's that's just like okay, how involved is the high school reunion part going to be mixed with the ghost going through past, present, and future? I don't that's a lot. I don't know. It could be good. It could also be bad. I don't know. See, this is the thing about FTV. You almost you almost exclusively never know ahead of time. Okay. Up next, this is the one where I squealed. I squealed. I wish I wish I had gotten my very first reaction of this. Christmas Wait. Wait. What was the name? Shoot, I got rid of it. Hold on. Daniel listening, GAC family. Christmas. I can't talk and write anything at the same time because I will get it wrong. Okay, wait. Oh, is this it? Nope, that was 2022. Here we go. Scroll, 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 roll. Oh, wait a minute. These are not in the same order as what I read before. A time capsule Christmas. Okay. A time capsule Christmas was JAC Family. That's a working title. A father bonds with his daughter and stumbles upon an unexpected romance while tracking down the original owner of a Christmas time capsule. Up TV. Christmas time capsule. Wait, what was the other title again? <laughs> other title? A Time Capsule Christmas. And this is Christmas Time Capsule. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Starring. That was a really bad drum roll. Franco Lopresti and Emily Alitalo. On Sunday, November 12th at 7 p.m. Okay. All right. I'm sensing a theme here that we're only on Sundays. Ooh, this could be working out my load management skills a lot better. When Tiffany's best friend James arrives at her house looking for the family heirloom engagement ring he left in her care, she quickly realizes that he wants to use it to propose to another woman. Ooh! <laughs> now, Tiffany has three days, a road trip, and some Christmas magic to make James realize that the woman he really wants has been in front of him the whole time. Oh my god! Yes? <laughs> yes? <gasps> You're kidding me? I'm obsessed with this idea. 100% would be me and Franco Lopresti. Oh my god. What a sleeper actor last year in Well Suited for Christmas. Oh my god. That movie ate so hard on Lifetime. Um, And here he is. Oh my god. Wearing army. <laughs> yes. Yes. 100% yes. Oh my god. Okay. 
<laughs> the and these are only in November. Okay. Okay. Country Hearts Christmas, starring Chris Jericho, Lainey McCauley, McCauley, Katrina Maria, David Pennard, and Craig Strickland on Sunday, November 19th at 7 p.m. Okay, we got David Pennard. David Pennard was in one of the worst ones from last year, like one of the worst offenders on uh, Up TV. And then he was like in a GAC Family one, too. Or a Lifetime one. He was like in the second one. I was like, no. Uh, in the sequel to October's Up TV premiere of Country Hearts. Oh, man. You don't try to make me watch one in October, too. It stays until Christmas, and the Jameson family members are all off chasing their dreams. Tori and June are in Nashville recording their first album, while Bones is home on the farm getting everything ready for the whole family to be together at Christmas. But when the sisters get a chance to be on a live Christmas Eve show, one that will supercharge their budding career, they are faced with the difficult decision. They could do the show and get a much-needed boost in the industry, but it means not spending a very special Christmas with their family. Like, how serious is it to watch the October one? Why would you do this? Oh, wait a minute. There's more. <laughs> Added complications arise when Tori doesn't know if she should choose an old flame or an old friend. And June is struggling with a long-distance marriage. In the end, it's remembering that family, faith, and love is the answer to any big decision. I don't know. I'm thrown off by the fact that I have to watch a movie on October 1st. Uh, Mistletoe Connection, starring Jessica Sipos and Mark Ann Tarasic. Yes. So excited. Mark Ann's back. Yes. On Sunday, November 26th at 7 p.m. Okay. We have Thanksgiving. Uh, Sunday of Thanksgiving at 7 p.m. Okay. So I'm noticing up TV only Sunday nights. Oh, my God. This just means... <sighs> this just means my Saturday night movies right now are... Hallmark, and Lifetime. Yes. I, yes. I might actually tune into more JAC Family ones if this is the way that it's going. <laughs> I approve. Kate Snow loves everything about the holiday. From Christmas sweaters to Christmas crafts, Kate loves it all. But what really makes her jolly is Christmas time at her shop, Treasures from the Heart. That's been in her family for generations. This year, however, a developer is moving into her quaint neighborhood and trying to turn everything she loves upside down. To make matters worse, Kate has an electric moment with a handsome stranger on a bus, but never got his name and now has no way to find him. So, if you can see my face right now, so is Marky and Jurassic, so is the stranger the same person as the developer? And she's not going to know that it's the same person? Or is she going to, like, wait, is there more? Oh, here we go. Mark Goodwin. <laughs> I 
I keep forgetting that there's so much to these FTP ones. Mark Goodwin may wear expensive suits and have a big job, but underneath it all, he loves Christmas and everything that comes with it. When he has a moment of connection with a particularly beautiful stranger, dressed as a Christmas elf, no less, he goes on a mission to discover exactly who she is to make his holiday romance dreams come true. But when Mark and Kate discover that they are on opposite sides of a very personal battle, it will take all the Christmas magic in the world to bring these two together and a time for a truly magical holiday. Yep, I knew it. So, okay, he's going to be the person that she has an electric moment with, and then she's going to find out that he's, okay, I don't hate it. We've seen it before. We'll see it again. I mean, sometimes you have to have a run-of-the-mill movie. You know what I mean? Like, sometimes it's just, you just have to have a run-of-the-mill, like, you got to get it into the budget. And so, like, it's not bad. It's not overly good, though. Here's the thing, though, about UpTV. In this situation, could very easily become a one. You know, like, they could, like, mm. but it's Marky and Jurassic. And, you know, outside of Welcome to Valentine's when he was uh, with on Hallmark earlier this year, which I just found was a complete flop for me. Like, I'm just still so baffled by that. Like, well, I didn't outwardly, like, hate the movie. I just, it went absolutely nothing the way that I thought it was going to go at all. Um, I love, I love him in movies, so I'm excited. And also, you know, you never know. Uh... Oh, never mind. That's just a singing thing. I'm not going to read that. Okay. You'll tie the knot. Oh, Peter Porte. That's the guy I was thinking of in the Hallmark movie. Okay, never mind. Uh, You'll tied the knot, starring Mary Antonini, Peter Porte, Kelly ya Yackel, Jekyll, Kelsey Scott, and Melissa Peterman. Oh, Melissa, Barbara Jean. On Sunday, December 3rd at 7 p.m., when small town wedding planner Rachel is forced faced with planning her biggest Christmas wedding yet for an out-of-town influencer couple, she is thrown on an unexpected surprise when the bride's manager turns out to be Logan, her first love and high school sweetheart. He reminds her what it is to love, and through rediscovering the magic of Christmas, she rediscovers a part of her heart that she closed off a long time ago. Okay, that is the shortest... Uh, intro that we're going to get. The still, though, the dress that she has on is stunning. Love that. Um, I'm thinking, I don't know. Peter Porte normally can, yeah, you know, like eke out chemistry with whoever he's with. So it could be good. Sometimes the storyline can be mid, but if the chemistry is there, that raises it up a notch. And if it's a mid storyline and the chemistry is not there, bad. Christmas at an Amish Bakery, starring Alexandra Harris and Sean Coding, on Sunday, December 10th at 7 p.m. After leaving her Amish community in her youth, the New York book editor finds herself in desperate need of a new cookbook to save her job. With Christmas on the horizon, Sarah heads back to her family farm to reconnect. But with the presence of a handsome local, an outsider, but one that is friendly with the Amish community, he and Sarah sense chemistry and work together to save her family's Amish bakery. Developing... <laughs> oh, it has literally in parentheses developing an Amish Christmas cookbook in the process. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know 
know about that. Sean, that name sounds familiar. I'm going to look him up so I can see his face. Sean, yep, if I could get my fingers to work here on. Okay, the picture is vaguely ringing a bell. Oh, they already have a picture up for Christmas at the Amish Bakery. Hmm. No, he's not in anything offhand that I see that I've seen before. Yeah, no. Hmm. Must, hmm I don't know. Okay. Dial S for Santa, starring Sarah Dugdale, Jillian Haig, and... Linda Boyd on Sunday, December 17th at 7 p.m. When insurance investigator Lana Lawton <laughs> I really, I need us all to pull it in here right now. Heidi Heidelberg on Hallmark. Mia Meyer on GAC Fana. GSA Family. Lana Lawton. So apparently we went with name alliterations this year. Um, returns home Christmas. Her only goal is to spend time with her mom and cheer up her nephew who is upset that his military father won't make it home for Christmas. When she arrives, however, she discovers that a string of robberies along Main Street has the shop owners scratching their heads over who could have done it. Seeing her chance to earn a big promotion by doing some real PI work, Lana puts all of her efforts into trying to solve the case by any means necessary. Now, with Christmas Eve approaching and her suspect list narrowing, Lana must convince Nick, the police chief, to let her help with the investigation. Of course, his name would be Nick. Um, as the pair start, or start spending more and more time together on the case, they begin to see each other as more than co-investigators. Can Lana and Nick solve the case in time for Christmas, and will Lana's lead sus suspect disappear on Christmas, even with a sleigh full of stolen goods? How old is the son? I bet that it's him. Oh, it may just take a lot of faith and a good bit of Christmas magic for a happily ever after. Okay. Interesting. Finally, A Christmas Letter starring Colin Mokri, David Lipper, Enrico Colantoni, and Glenda Bragzana on Sunday, December 24th at 7 p.m. So Christmas Eve. Probably will not be watching this just because it'll be Christmas Eve. A Christmas Letter is a modern love story meets epic adventure that ultimately be or brings a family together with an uplifting feel-good look at how the spirit of the holidays and help from some pro hockey... Are you kidding me right now? We get another hockey... Well, I'm going to have to watch it. Okay. From <laughs> help from some pro hockey players can unite a community and newfound friendships. This is a tale of how love, compassion, and a little Christmas sparkle can bring us together when we need it the most. Okay. Sorry. I was just sitting there, like, nodding my head in silence. <laughs> okay. First thoughts. One, way less movies on UpTV. So I wonder if... I, I I wonder if either the writer's strike or the actor's strike, you know, like or combined had anything to do with it or if they didn't spend as much money buying. Well, I don't know if I'm trying to think 
if up tv is a big offender of this because so hallmark all of their movies brand new written by hallmark people or you know like written for hallmark produced for hallmark gac family lifetime and i don't know offhand if up tv also does this will buy filler movies so movies made for ion made for there's like some um what's it oh shoot what's it called pure oh pure flicks it's like a canadian like christian thing whatever um they will buy those movies that aired only in canada like the year before and then put it on their channel oh yeah 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 up tv did it because they did it with like the christmas in the wild or something last year with victor zinc jr Again, I always think of the guys and not the girl. But I, I know, shoot, I can see her face. Victor Zink Jr. and, um, that doesn't matter. Uh, oh, I mean, it does, but like, it doesn't matter for this argument. Um, so either they didn't spend the money on those movies, which are honestly good, because very rarely are any of those movies actually worthy of whatever money it is that they spend on them. Um, way less movies. So normally they will do a Saturday and Sunday. Normally they do typically start in November. So the November through December, that's not surprising. What is surprising that there's no Saturday movie, that there doesn't appear to be the Gilmore Girls like Thanksgiving week binge-a-thon because there is a Sunday movie that week. Interesting. So there is one, two, three four, five, six, seven, eight. There's only eight movies? Well, I guess so. If we're starting the fifth, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Yeah, there's only eight um, movies for FTV this year. Interesting. Huh. But I am looking forward to most of them. So, I mean, like, congratulations, FTV. You did it again. Like, you've you've given me a list that I'm like, ooh, I'm excited about it. And then some, I'm, I'm, well, but with only eight. And with Marky and Jurassic and Franco Lopresti in two of those movies, I don't know. I feel like there might be a good chance that UpTV could do better than they did last year, even though they'll have way less movies. I don't know if that should be factored into anything. Well, I guess you really can't change the factoring of that. But um, yeah, so that's it. That's also UpTV. And that is it. That's where we're going to cap it. I did just Google, again, the Lifetime Christmas 2023 movies just to see if I could find anything yet. The only thing that I can find is that there have been... Oh, I hate when a website like keeps moving me around. Two, three, four, five, six, seven. Seven movies to be announced. The first one, Merry Little Christmas Vacation. I cannot wait. That has Kelly Rowland. I love the Merry Little Christmas family movies. I'm obsessed with that casting. Everything. Merry Little Christmas Baby. Love that movie. I'm so excited to see them back again. Can't wait. Royally Yours This Christmas. Christmas at the Chalet. The Holiday Proposal Plan. 
Creating Christmas, Ginger Snap Christmas, and the Holiday Exchange. Let's look up Royally Yours This Christmas. See, at least that is a lot better than like a Royal Christmas fill in the blank. That stars Cindy Sampson and Steve Byers. Okay. And it reads, a royal prince falls in love with a single mother and hotel housekeeper at Christmas time after he mistakes her for a wealthy hotel guest. Interesting. Okay, we went made in Manhattan. Royal Christmas. Got it. Okay. What was the next one? Christmas at the chalet. I said this we were done, but we're just going to look this up really quick. Christmas at the chalet. Mm, here we go. William DeVry. Oh, and Myla Jones, the little girl. I feel like I've definitely talked about her before in a different movie. Um, okay, but what's the picture of who's... Oh, Terry Hatcher. Um, oh, okay. It's going to be an older movie. All right, that's fine. Ex-TV host Lex finds herself spending Christmas in a chalet with her son, ex-husband, and his new girlfriend. To avoid things getting too close to home, she volunteers to work at the chalet, all while document documenting it for her new followers. Okay. Okay. The holiday proposal plan. Tatiana Ali and Jesse Covey. Just seeing if anyone else. I know Tatiana Ali. Um, we don't know anything about it. There's not a, nothing written at all. Uh, what were the other ones? Creating Christmas. Creating Christmas. Um. Greer Grammer. Oh, okay. So Kelsey Grammer's daughter. Oh, Jason Cermak. Okay. Yeah, I like him. Brianna Buckmaster. David Avalon. Okay. <laughs> they literally have people in their kid one, kid two. Okay. Harper, an aspiring illustrator. Oh, God, no. Not again. Not more illustrator movies. Uh, is collaborating with Caleb, a demanding book author. When he insists on her working through Christmas in a quaint town, she must use the town's holiday celebrations to break him out of his writer's block. I don't like it. Uh, Ginger Snap Christmas. It's the way I just say these things and then I give no explanation. Um, I don't love it. I, yeah, I'm, I don't love it. What channel is that on? Oh, no, that was the one for F Discovery for Food TV, so that's not going to be it. Oh, it wasn't Gingerbread. It was Ginger Snap Christmas. That's very important distinction here. Um, okay, Desiree Ross and Jake Lockett. 
Alicia Delacroix, a beautiful African-American young woman, hates Christmas because she lost her beloved fiancé at Christmas time three years before. She reluctantly agrees to visit her Caribbean grandmother to help organize her annual Christmas charity function to save Grandma Bell's Children's Clinic. When she arrives with her best friend and event planning partner, Christina Jimenez, uh, Jimenez? No, wait a minute. My friend told me how to pronounce that last name because of the author. I think it's Jimenez. Um, Alicia meets a handsome Brit, Garrett Grant. That's literally the name of L. Kennedy. <laughs> okay, whatever. Um, Okay, sorry. That just totally took me out. Briar hockey. Okay. And despite her reluctance to get involved again, sparks began to fly. Garrett, her grandma Belle, and a host of colorful Caribbean characters open her heart to Christmas again and teach her the healing power of love. Oh my god. Jake Lockett? Okay. Yeah, no, he looks like he could be a Garrett Grant. See, you if you read if you read Briar you know, the off campus series and you Garrett GG, you'd really understand that there. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Okay. Anyway, last one: the Holiday Exchange. Okay, Taylor Frey, Rick Cosnett, oh, Kyle Richards, Same Salem, Daniel Garcia, okay, Camille Banus, Ashley Fink, oh, Kyle Dean Massey, I know that name, Blake Cooper Griffin, what's with all the guys with three names? Okay, that's like a lot of men in there. Wild Must Cope. Okay, let me scroll back over here. Okay, Taylor Frey plays Wild. Okay, literally, his first name is Wild. W-I-L-D-E. Wild must cope with vacationing as a bachelor, so he decides to swap houses on an LGBTQ app with Oliver. Okay, this makes a lot more sense now. Uh, in the year, in their efforts to escape their woes, they end up meeting two locals who set romance on fire from L.A. to the charming, charming town of Brillfax. We couldn't have come up with a better fake name. Brillfax? Okay. Written by Taylor Frey. Okay. He looks like someone that I should know who that is. You know who he looks like? He looks like the guy that plays Shaggy. That just seems really... Who's the guy that plays Shaggy in the Scooby-Doo movies? That's who he looks like. Um, okay, anyway. Uh, oh, he was in A Christmas to Treasure. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was in Lifetime's LGBT um, movie last year that I just, I didn't really love. I thought Hallmark did it way better last year. So interesting. Um, okay, so that's it. That's what we know for Lifetime so far. And that is it. <laughs> for real now. I mean, this is just prepping us. For the Hallmark movie or the Hallmark, the Christmas movie season approaching here. We're gonna have some long podcasts. And I'm official I'm back, baby. I'm back. Um until next time, remember, there are no bad hair days. I'll see you guys next time. <laughs>